With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Word Balloon, the comic book conversation show. John Suntris here. We've got a bit of breaking news. Marvel had a press conference today talking about uh, Invincible Iron Man. That will be the new series that uh, comes out of Secret Wars for Iron Man in the fall. And it's going to be done by the Ultimate Spider-Man team. Brian Michael Bendis writing, David Marquez with the art, Justin Posner with the colors. And uh, it looks like it's going to be great. The uh, guys, David, Brian, along with Tom Brevoort and Axel Alonso and Crystal Andro, addressed the press, uh, answered our questions, and gave us some insight as to uh, the next steps in the life of Tony Stark and company. Sounds really interesting. Uh, new villains are being developed. Uh, new relationships with established Marvel characters will be part of the series. And uh, something obvious that I wasn't paying attention to, Iron Man is dead in the center of both of the promotional art pieces they've made so far for Marvel's new direction coming in the fall, Out of Secret Wars. And I really didn't think about it until this press conference that it's obvious, but Iron Man really is uh, poised to be the lead character in the Marvel Universe. Uh, and makes sense. They own him wholly. Uh, he spearheaded the Marvel revival that began with the Robert Downey film. So uh, it's interesting to kind of look at that and uh, give uh, Iron Man his due and uh, hear what uh, the creators have to say and the press as well. I think you're going to enjoy today's conversation. It's all brought to you by the League of Word Balloon listeners. Thank you, as always, for your support. If you'd like to subscribe to Word Balloon, you can go to patreon.com slash wordballoon. And uh, if you can spare a dollar a month, that's fantastic. Word Balloon is free. It will always be free. But if you want to help the cause out, that's where you go. Patreon.com slash Word Balloon. Word Balloon is also brought to you by InStock Trades at InStockTrades.com. I put the search in for Iron Man product and a couple books that pop right out. One, the Iron Man War of Iron Man trade paperback, written by Fred Van Lenty, drawn by Steve Kurth. It collects the Iron Man Legacy miniseries from a couple years back. It's uh, 42% off, just $9.85. How about Invincible Iron Man Volume 2, uh, written by Matt Fraction, art by uh, Salvador La Roca and Jamie McKelvey? Uh, this is a good chunk of uh, Matt and uh, Salvador's run, where uh, Tony uh, was up against Norman Osborn, uh, the classic moment where he shuts his brain off, and it takes uh, the combined efforts of uh, Thor and Captain America and Doctor Strange to bring him back. And uh, it was a wonderful story. It's one of my favorites. And uh, you can get this giant collection for 42% off. Uh, it's over uh, 400 pages and just uh, $20.29. Now, that's just a couple of the items that you'll find it in stock trades, along with tons of other books, uh, hardcovers, absolute editions, omnibus editions, and essentials, all at great prices. Check it out for yourself in stock trades. Com. Without further ado, let's uh, turn proceedings over to uh, Chris Delandro and get this Marvel press conference started on The Invincible Iron Man. Hear it now on Word Balloon. Let's just get started, shall we? Um, so when Secret Wars ends and the all-new, all-different Marvel Universe picks up, we're going to be jumping ahead eight months 
Um, it's going to be some exciting new status quos, um, some of which we can talk about a little today. I mean, there are still five exciting issues of Secret Wars left to ship, so uh, we got to keep things a little bit close to the chest. But the first uh, title we are prepared to talk about um, after is Invincible Iron Man number one. Um, which will be written by Brian Michael Bendis and drawn by David Marquez, who also did those amazing uh, promo images you've seen everywhere last week. Um, and uh, we will be talking a little bit about that today and what's going on with Tony. Um, I should also note that Justin Ponzer will be coloring the series, so you've got the entire um, Miles Morales Ultimate Spider-Man creative team jumping over to Iron Man. So with me today to talk about that are Editor-in-Chief Axel Alonso, Executive Editor Tom Brevoort, who will be editing the series, as well as Brian Bendis and David Marquez. So thank you guys for uh, joining us. So I mentioned those uh, promo images that David had drawn, which was sort of our first look into the post-Secret Wars Marvel Universe, and I wanted to talk to Axel first about those. Um, you know, Iron Man is front and center on both of those. That was clearly a very deliberate choice. I know there's been a lot of talk about those images, so what do you hope that fans sort of take away who've seen those? Well, I think what's important is every year around this time, we unveil a promo image that shows characters to keep your eye out for, characters that are of utmost importance to our publishing line, and I think every year we deliver when those books come out on, on our promise, and this is really the case here as well, you know. All, all new, all different Marvel is going to be unveiling uh, some changes in the Marvel Universe and great characters. And in the case of Iron Man, who's front and center, we've done it for a reason. Um, I'll just keep it plain and simple. We're all in on Iron Man now. All in. Um, and it starts with uh, the talent that we've uh, coerced into working on the book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, David, you, you did a lot of, uh, a lot of sort of single-character single images that we sort of composed into those really great promo images. What was it like sort of making those? Um, did you have a favorite? I mean, they're all a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun getting to play with a lot of the new designs that the different artists have come up with. Um, obviously, I'm partial to, to Miles and seeing him uh, in there. And also getting to design the new Iron Man armor, I love that one. And uh, Mark Benicia also brought me in to design the new um, Wolverine. So uh, those are the three that, for me, were you know, super special. Great, great. Um, now, Tom, you you are editing the series. Um, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the, uh, the first Iron Man book you're editing since Marvel Now? Is that right? Since Marvel Now, yes. Yeah. I've edited Iron Man years back. Yeah. But... Um, and you and you and I know Brian has mentioned you've been sort of uh, developing the series from the very beginning. You've been right right there all along. Um, what made them sort of the right candidates for for taking uh, over Tony? I mean, as 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 Brian will will tell you, um, I've been I've been uh, trying to talk him into doing Iron Man for a long time, um, and you know, really going back to, I guess even the earliest days on Avengers. Uh, and it wasn't even Avengers that, that, that put the bug in my head. It was Brian's uh, Daredevil run uh, that he did mostly with uh, Alex Maleev, um, you know, where he took the Matt Murdock character, you know, a character who, you know, there had been a, a whole bunch of big, important, classic uh, Daredevil runs before that point, uh, but he took that character and pushed him into new territory and found new things to, to, to say about him and new ways to express him and the world he lived in, um, and he was great on that run about 
you know, constantly being able to surprise me just as a reader, issue after issue after issue with what the character would do, how he would react to situations. And I thought that these were all traits that would be useful uh, in the world of Tony Stark. That, that Tony, I think, uh, he's a character that's had a lot more examination in the last, say, 10 years. Um, but there are not as many, you know, super classic Iron Man runs as there are on Daredevil. And I just have this instinct that Brian would, uh, you know, would be able to, to really pick up the ball and do something special with it. Uh, and we just were never quite able to get the timing to work out right for years. Every time there might be an opening, <laughs> Brian was doing something else or a bunch of other something else's, um, and we could never quite get that to, to work. Um, so uh, coming up to, to this and our planning, uh, I guess a, you know, a couple of retreats back, Axel and I kind of uh, cornered Brian at one point and, uh, you know, really put the pressure on. And, uh, you know, at this point, you know, all the elements kind of came together. Uh, and, uh, you know, he stepped up uh, to do what is now kind of Marvel's flagship character. Uh, and David's work I've loved since uh, the, the season one, the Fantastic Four season one that he did. Uh, I think he's got a great, super slick, super clean style. Uh, a terrific uh, storyteller, terrific uh, page layout and, and uh, character composition. Um, I think, uh, you know, you can really see it in the design of the new Iron Man armor, which at once, you know, you immediately can tell that's Iron Man. You look at it, you see it, you get it. And yet all the lines of it are completely different from any Iron Man armor that you've seen before. Um, and I find that super cool. I think that that's, you know, that combination is going to be able to bring a lot of fresh thinking to this character and, and a lot of thinking that, that he kind of needs because, um, you know, we want, to see, we want to see new villains, we want to see new supporting cast, we want to see new players. Basically, I, I want to, you know, have Brian and let Brian push uh, Tony Stark and push his world into places that we haven't been before like he did with Matt Murdock 10 years ago. You know, it's funny you mention that because, you know, seeing all the options. And it, not to interrupt, it's very nice that you said all that. I, I don't plan on doing any of that. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. Right. I was just about to say you have big shoes to fill because the, all the online response has been, oh, wow, that makes sense. I'm really surprised Brian hasn't done Tony Stark, you know, and, and the Iron Man title yet. So, so no pressure, Brian. Yeah, I mean, the other thing, I mean, honestly, the online response has been really overwhelming and, and beautiful. You know, I've, uh, both uh, Tom and I have uh, sat by and watched some really amazing Iron Man runs go on during the last 10 years, including Matt Fraction's seminal run. And uh, so it, it, it was never like, oh, oh, oh my God. Someone do something with Tony. Like well, a lot of amazing stuff has gone on with Tony over the last few years. It, it, you know, not not even counting the amazing movies. So you know. So let's let's talk about the the armor itself. Tom and David had both mentioned it. You know, you got a new armor. Um, it's slimmed down. It's more sleek. Um, totally new, but totally Iron Man. Right from you know, right from the first time you lay your eyes on it. Um, but the one thing that I think is super cool uh, is that, you know, it's sort of a, an all-in-one tool for, you know, it, it, it's any armor he needs. And we had uh, 
we'd sent out some some new concept designs of David's, including sort of the armor creating a, a sword of, of sorts, which looks amazing. Uh, so I wanted to, to ask all of you sort of what was the, the process like in designing it, both from an artistic standpoint for you, David, and just sort of a conceptual power set standpoint. I guess that, w- that one would be for all of you. Yeah, I guess uh, when Brian and I first started talking uh, about this with Tom, uh, the kind of, there are two big bullet points we wanted to cover with the armor. We wanted it to be something that's new and fresh and kind of moves the armor forward design-wise, um, and then also has this power set of being able to transform into whatever situation they require at the time. Um, and as far as you know, slimming down the armor, the big idea there that Brian and I talked about a whole lot was the idea that over time technology tends to get smaller and slimmer and lighter as opposed to bulkier and bigger. Um, and so that was something that really kind of went into the design process, wanting to make sure that it was very sleek, um, wasn't you know, horribly busy with way too much you know, detail or, or too many lines, something that you know, different artists could kind of take uh, the design and, and do cool things with. Um, and as far as like the actual, you know, the different armors and stuff, as the series progresses, we'll see different opportunities for the armor to kind of do these different things. But really it's just an opportunity for any artist, myself included, to be able to be creative with the design um, the, the basic design we have and the illustrations everyone has seen. Yeah, my, I mean, my, uh, my, you know, you give this a lot of thought, and uh, you know, we had done a, a little uh, shtick where Tony calls all the armors. We did it year, years ago, New Avengers, and Matt did it, and they did it in the movie. They did in Iron Man three, where he calls all the armors, right? And then um, you, you think about how not only does technology get slicker, but it does a lot more. Like, wow, look what you, your phone does, right? So what's the, the armor version of that is, yeah, he has all these armors that do all these cool things, but it's not hard to imagine a, a design that does all of those things, you know, that, that transforms for the missions that it needs to, that it needs to do and, and still has the roller skates. People have asked me online if the roller skates are still part of the armor. Absolutely, they are. They are uh, the roller skates of the future. Um, and and so so that 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 got exciting. And then thinking way back, and, and Tom was there for this. I think you were at, to Axel yep. years ago. We were going through all of the characters at a Marvel retreat. We're just going through all the characters and saying, beyond the fact that Marvel owns them, why do we publish them? What are they about? Right? Like, let's break this down to the basic idea of what this character really is. And uh, someone had written down, uh, Tony is a boy and, and his toy, uh, a teen and his hot rod, you know? And, and, that, and, and there's something to that. And it's, it's Tony always building himself the coolest toy he can build. And what, you know, so so you're thinking of that of the armor in that in that simple nature, you, you get you, you get this cool armor that does all of these different things, right? It still looks like Iron Man. It's still cool, but look at all the things it could do, and it just got super exciting. And I sort of think if I was 10 years old and I found Iron Man could do this, I just would be blown away. I was I want you know I want to go to there you know, um, and and out of that out of that that conversation from years ago came Warren Ellis's seminal um, extremist storyline you know what I mean so it, it's it's interesting how you can you know break Tony down to the basic ideas of Tony and come up you know if you just go back to the basic idea and then apply a modern you know look at the character how many ideas pop right off of him you know. Um, 
So let, let's um, let's talk a little bit about about story. I know we we had talked about this a little bit at the panel. Or uh, you know, you had mentioned that one of the big lingering questions Kieran Gillen left behind after his time on Iron Man was that uh, you know Tony has his brother Arno and and Tony is adopted. Um, and it's something you said you would plan to sort of delve into. Um, you know, this this book is sort of a new start for Tony and, and a new beginning. And uh, so how important is it at this stage uh, of his life to sort of sort of delve into that mystery of who his birth parents are? Well, yeah, it, it, uh, God bless Kieran for opening this door. When I heard about it as a fan, I was super excited. And um, and and I, I in my personal life, I, two of my four children are adopted, and adoption is a very large part of my non-comic book life, and um, and all that entails, and has been for years. And even over the years, people um, I've been offered to write graphic novels about adoption and the process because people are interested in it and you know, the new family dynamics that are taking over um, our culture. And, and I, I, I always kind of shied away from it because there's that weird idea about like selling a story about your kids. You're basically like selling your kids. I, it just was that line I didn't want to cross and, you know, um, but, but this, you know, got, you know, so Kieran really like set me up beautifully here because now uh, we we have uh, adult Tony Stark, who um, you know has has a lot of confidence in in the world, but it's, it's always been like uh, had other things that he he wasn't confident about, and and there will there will be a, a quest here just to find out who he is and where he came from, and um, you know that that's very interesting and exciting. So we have this cool new armor, and then we also have this almost like. Um, uh, a, a new man in Tony Stark who's gonna who's gonna just try to figure out you know what what he's really made out of, and what what drives him and what you know, what 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 made him so unique. He he knows he's a very unique person. Like what what made me this way. Um, so I wanted to before we open it up to sort of press questions. You've teased a lot of stuff, and I wanted to aim this at you and Tom. Um, mm. So the eight month gap. After Secret Wars, so every every title post Secret Wars is going to jump ahead eight months, which is an extremely exciting proposition. You you can sort of hit the ground running into new status quos, um, set up a lot of interesting mysteries. Um, it's really a cool, very very cool tool that I know a lot of writers are utilizing. Um, now, Tom, you had mentioned that sort of you know creating new villains was a priority for Iron Man. Brian, you've mentioned that you, you are looking to create new villains. And Brian, you've also mentioned, uh, you know, new love interest, um, surprising, very surprising last page. I mean, I hope it's the roller skates on the last page. Um, but, uh, you know, is there anything more that, that the both of you? No, it's, it's Tony joins a roller derby. That's what you find on the last page. He has a whole roller derby team that he joins. I would read that. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, it's him. It's him. Rocket Racer, Rocket Raccoon, and um, no. I'll listen. I, I better not pitch that. Axel, Axel is very close to greenlighting that. Just from anyway. <laughs> um, um, you know, it, yeah, it's, it's a very good time because yeah, you see, you see when when I was um, uh, tasked with this, it, it becomes okay. What you know, what what does Tony have and what doesn't he have? And um, Tony has a lot of very cool things. The, the whole Iron Man mythology has a lot of cool things, but 
there's um a, a, some things that are they're not the 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 villain bench is not as deep as um some of his peers that's not to say he doesn't have some cool super villains that are very specific to him one of which will be showing up in the very first issue um i i i i'm a big fan of them but it's not as deep a bench as let's say spider-man you know and so i went to david and I, I figured this out. It took me 15 years, but I figured it out. Uh, you go to uh, the artist, and you just you just just say, "Show me the villains in your sketchbook." Like I found out, like they all have like villains that they're like they have a visual but no story behind them, right? And I did this with Mike Diodato too on Guardians of the Galaxy. I go, yeah, I go, show me the villains in your sketchbook, and then lo and behold, it's the coolest drawings in their sketchbook, right? It's the coolest looking stuff. And then from there, we started uh, building ideas, and uh, David has some really, really good ideas about some villains, just really, really strong uh, premises for which to build a story around. Uh, You'll see hints of them, uh, a couple of them in in the first issue, just little bits here and there. Um, So villains are a big priority. They're not going to see them all at once. We'll be building them out over the course of the first year. Um, but, But there is a major Iron Man villain uh, who is a name brand villain uh, front and center in the in the first storyline, uh, and then yes, on the last page, a a uh, major Marvel player uh, shows up on the last page with a whopper and a doozy that yep. should get some people talking, which we're very excited about. That is a very dramatic uh, course change um, in the Marvel universe. Um, that we're very very excited about, and yes, Tony. Tony um, uh, trying to maybe grow up and have a real relationship like a person and, uh, and, uh, and may have met his match, uh, may have met uh, a woman worth pursuing and worth uh, growing up for, and, uh, and, and we'll, we'll see how that goes. All of that plus a very surprising new supporting cast member who is uh, a major Marvel character who has uh, um, not uh, been in Tony's life before. Great. That's that's yeah. sufficient, sufficiently teased. <laughs> right. I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So everything with teased, that, teased, teased. Go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that was I was just teased, teased, teased. <laughs> so with that said, I'm going to open it up to um, some press questions. We'll go around um, as much time as we can. Um, so we'll start with Marvel.com. Hi, everyone. Question from our live chat. As you mentioned, the adoption angle, is uh, is Arno going to be in the book, or is he? Yes. Yes. Great answer. <laughs> Very succinct. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm gonna, I, again, there, there's some things I'm just going to be like yes or no or coy about, because not only do I not uh, want to spoil Secret Wars, but there's other things in other books and other tie-ins that I don't want to spoil either. Yeah, we, we're, we're going to have to so, tread slightly carefully here. There's five exciting issues. <laughs> <of keyboard black. laughs> CBR. Uh, yeah, with, um, with the entire Miles Morales creative team coming over to this new book, I was wondering, has the change in lead character affected your collaboration or workflow at all? Uh, I think for mine, the big difference is when I came on to Miles Morales originally, I was, you know, following in, in the footsteps of, of Sarah Pichelli and all the other artists who kind of came before. Um, and it's so all this, you know, similar lineage for Iron Man. 
this is a chance for me to actually kind of do the design work from the ground up as opposed to inheriting uh, a set of designs that of characters from a previous art team. That's a big difference for me. Yeah, we, we tackle that like we're, we're starting a book from scratch, like a brand new book, you know, and it really does feel that way, even though it's very much Tony and very much in in the Marvel Universe, and there's things that you'll recognize from there, but there's so many new elements uh, and designs that it does feel like, you know, almost like starting a book from scratch. And, and, mm-hmm. and for two collaborators like us who really like working together and getting along, you, you're looking to, like, up your game and, like, you know, find a new uh, way to, you know, surprise each other, and, uh, and this is it. And uh, and just as David was getting sick to death of drawing webs and that inverted web costume, which is a nightmare to draw, here comes this very sleek uh, armor. Believe me, you see it, you see the lack of line work on the armor. That is in direct contrast to the Miles Morales costume design. <laughs> So, which is a great design, which is a great design. Yeah, no, it's an excellent design if you only have to draw it once. If you have to draw it 400 <laughs> times a month, it's a, it's a nightmare. Newsarama. Hey, guys, Newsarama here. Um, I wanted to ask you guys about Tony's new supporting cast. You've mentioned that he's got a new love interest that's kind of his match, so to speak. And I also remember, Brian, you said that War Machine would be kind of downplayed. Tell us about some of the new characters we'll see. Well, again, I got to be a little cool here, just because the Secret Wars and other things. Uh, there will be, uh, as I said before, there will be one uh, um, new member of the team that is someone you've seen in other books, but not in Tony's book. Uh, there, um, uh, the 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 new AI of the armor is uh, quite sassy, and uh, um, Tony kind of developed it to to challenge him um, intellectually and morally. So the, the, their conversations will be a lot of fun, um, and uh, and and again the, the the other elements that will be coming in. But I think by the end of issue two, you'll see you'll see a lot of the pieces have come together, and you'll say, "Wow, look at look at all this new shit for Tony to do." IGN. So again, I'm sorry sorry to be coy, but but um, but there's some familiar faces and some new faces. I think that's the best way to put it. Sure, sure. Thank you. Exciting Secret Wars blast to read. <laughs> IGN. So this is another subject. I don't know how much you can get into yet, but I'll give it a try anyway. But uh, uh, Tom Taylor just wrapped up the Superior Iron Man series last week. And uh, so I guess how directly does that series feed into this one in terms of his personality and uh, how much are you building from that? Um, yeah, I, I've I've been you know on top of this since since he started um, Superior. Everything from there will be touched upon. Like like the the choices that are being made in our book are are because of things that happened in there. And that's kind of all I can say at the moment. But that's uh, nothing that's gone on in Tony's life um, from continuity will be ignored or. Um, uh, pushed aside. This is a, a brand new chapter in Tony's life, but it's because Tony's gotten to a place where he needs a new chapter. Yeah, you'll see that pretty clearly in like, really in like the first or second scene in issue one. Uh, yeah. You know, exactly, exactly where Tony is now, and you know, that's a direct uh, uh, you know, result of all the stuff he's been through over the last bunch of years from Tom and Kieran and Matt and, and uh, you know, all the stuff that's coming. Warren and going, yeah, yeah. Bob Layton and, yeah, good, yeah. 
John, we're balloon. Hey guys, um, was wondering. John, hi, hi John, hi Brian. <laughs> I was wondering, Brian, and, and kind of building on what's been said so far, uh, will we see in your book uh, or other places the resolution of future Tony that you set up in Avengers? And you know, I mean, obviously, you know, the the time problem is part of, I imagine, what's happening in Secret Wars as well. But you know, is that a resolution that we will see soon, or is that still to come? Well, still to come, but there's other things um, that I, I've danced around uh, in in other books. Like I even showed uh, a future where there's, there's a Tony Stark, Sorcerer Supreme, and uh, a Tony Stark who may may find uh, mysticism and the, the mystical part, you know, match with technology as as a as a next step uh, of some parts of his life. But um, all that all that is coming. You know, there's 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 a lot of interesting paths for Tony to go down. I, I think it's what you're kind of asking about, and uh, and he's aware of some of them. Comics beat. Yeah, uh, as far as your first major art goes, Brian. I mean, I assume you and David have like a big big blue blueprint in place. About how long can you say that arc might be? Is it going to be a three four issue arc, or is it more of like a twelve to thirteen issue style mega arc? Well, it's gonna it's gonna not not unlike my my work on Spider Man or or Daredevil. I, I think you're you're gonna look at like a big multi year storyline that that is easily um, digestible in chapters of you know um, you know very very you know that each each issue is going to have a you know a lot to say and then you know we'll have you know collections that are of similar size than than you're used to but the but as as one as one drama brings itself to a conclusion, I, I like that another one pops up. I mean, this is this is the genius of Stan Lee. You know what I mean? You know, um, the, the story keeps going, and and Tony's got so many balls in the air that that even if he you know knocks one bad guy down, there's another one brewing. There's another drama. So I, I think uh, for those that followed us in Spider-Man, I think it's going to be a similar similar in construct. Because of it, I like the ongoing concern and the ongoing soap opera. I like buying books like that. I like buying books like that, so I just like making books like that. So, Come Brian. Hello, Brian. You're you're known for doing the occasional crossovers. Uh, do you have any plans with crossover into other books? Uh, not at the moment, but you know, there's a lot of we're certainly working very, and the reason that. Um, I, I, I wanted to make sure Tom was, you know, sh- shepherding this along is because Tony is so involved in, in, in so many aspects of the Marvel Universe, the least of which is the Avengers, that I just wanted to make sure that, that, that you felt all of that going on in the book itself. You know, I think, I think Tony needs um, his... Um, I think one of the reasons I'm excited about doing Tony's book is that every time I've written Tony, it's been part of a big event or been part of a big team. Um, and, and though I've had some really, for me personally, great moments with the character like Civil War Confession, um, you know, they're, they're, the idea here is to really uh, get, get, get under Tony's skin and examine Tony. So though the, the, you will feel his place in the Marvel Universe, um, I, I, want, I want these, these storylines to really stand on their own. I think that's I think that's what fans of um Tony want out of out of this book and it's what I want. <laughs>
cool. MTV. Hi, guys. Um, I don't know how much you'll be able to sort of talk about this, but to piggyback off of the last question, um, we've all seen uh, the preview from all new, all different Avengers, I'm assuming, from Free Comic Book Day, um, which features Iron Man sort of um, collaborating with a lot, much younger characters like Miles and Miss Marvel and the new Nova. Um, will any of them sort of make an appearance in uh, in Tony's book or... Absolutely. Be any sort of... Yes, awesome. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I guess you can't say much more than that, huh? <laughs> yeah. Cool. Are you most excited to write, Brian? Pardon? Which one of those three are you most excited to write? Well, of which three? Say them again. Miles uh, it was... and, uh, and Miss Kamala. Kamala. Yeah. Um... I, I, I'm not. See, see that, that was like a lawyer question. Like, if I answered, then they go, "All right." So they definitely survived the secret war. So, so uh, it's not my first rodeo. <laughs> uh, Mar- I'm excited for the survivors of the biggest event in Marvel history, and what's next for them. Oh, uh, did did ComicBook.com or Comics Alliance join us? No. All right, uh, Marvel.com. So the way uh, the way we last saw Tony Stark go out before Secret Wars was, of course, locked in combat with Steve Rogers. Fundamental relationship uh, to the Marvel Universe. Are we going to see? You just talked about the confession, Brian. Are we going to see yeah. uh, any of that played with in the new book? The relationship between uh, former Cap and Iron Man. Yes, I, I like their relationship. I think it's. Um, uh, it's. It, I think they bring out the best in each other, and 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 sometimes uh, challenge each other in a way that others do not. And I think with uh, Steve's uh, status quo um, being what it is, that that their relationship has uh, new layers to discover. So, BBR. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Out of a. Uh... Outside of comics, I was wondering if there are any particular things that you're drawing inspiration from when handling Iron Man both design-wise and uh, from a writer's standpoint. David, you want to talk about design? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, a, it's a hard question to answer briefly. Um, I draw a lot of influence from, you know, from <laughs> film and from manga and anime uh, as far as uh, a lot of the technolo- technological uh, stuff. Um, beyond that, I mean, it's, uh, I've had to think a little more for the answer, but that's probably the short answer. Yeah. Well, and, and, and for, as far as writing him, yeah, there's a, there's a couple things. Um, uh, my inspiration for the series is spirit, uh, was uh, literally a shot from the end of Iron Man three. Uh, there was like one cut of the movie where it was like the last shot of the movie that I had seen, where Tony like picks up a screwdriver out of the dirt that's the, you know, out of the rubble of his house, and he just has this smirk on his face, like I can build it all again, or I can I know what to do now, with it was with just this screwdriver, and I just thought it was the most Tony Stark moment in in all three movies, right? And the, the shot's still in the, in the movie. I just it just really got me all jazzed up. And um, like I thought, like like Iron Man four, just him and that screwdriver is just like a fantastic idea. And so there's there's no Iron Man four coming in the next couple of years because there's all these other you know Tony Stark movie things going on. So I, I just said like this is my this is my 
Iron Man 4, you know? Like, this is what I would do if I had Tony and that screwdriver. And you actually see the screwdriver, like, in the, in the, in the, in the first issue, just yeah. as a little, like, Easter egg. And as far, but, but, um, but as far as, like, how I, I write Tony, I always, like, I spend a lot of time reading um, books by or about, like, really smart people, like, because I'm not that smart. So I have to like you know like there's there's that line in the Mammoth movie that I always quote the the um, um the Gene Hackman in the heist and they they go how did you come up with this plan and he goes I thought of a, a smarter than a person that was smarter than me and I thought what would they do and th- that's what you have to do when you're writing a smart person is you have to like think about someone smarter than you and how they act and how they think and and so I, I try to read a lot about about just how how people of this level of intelligence how their brains work and how they solve problems problems and how a futurist thinks and and what got me on the road with tony years ago was this book called on intelligence and it's written by the guy who is one of the creators of the smartphone and the whole book is just about like why human beings can't program artificial intelligence like what what the difference between how a computer thinks and how a human thinks and 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 the process of the brain and this person's philosophies kind of inspired my Tony Stark um, in, in the ways that I've been writing him in the other projects. And so it's, it's interesting to apply that um, as, as the person in every single panel of the book now. Drama. You talked a lot about some of the villains that we're going to be seeing or that we are going to be seeing new villains. Um, can you tease us with any of those at all? Any, any teases for any of the villains that we're going to see? Sure, we have um, um, some. We have some brand new uh, technological villains. Um, some some people who have invented tech way beyond what Tony has, um, and we also have um, some. Um, let's say, for lack of a better word, some more like organic or mystical kind of uh, villains. Um, something that it's a lot harder for technology to deal with. Um, so, yeah, so legit with, and with legitimate concerns. And when you're dealing with someone with the futurist, what Tony's got, will always be faced with is people with, um, a different, a different idea of what the future of the world really should be. You know, he's fighting, he's fighting for an, uh, a futurist ideal. And so if someone else is fighting for a futurist ideal that is different, then they're just going to have, you know, ideally have just idealistically different different opinions about what the world should be, and that's cool. And basically, you know, Tony needs like his Magneto, like someone who who believes not. It's not that they believe in something differently; they have a different opinion on how to go about it. And so, all 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 these ideas are very exciting to me as as far as for him to try to figure out how to defeat this. IGN. There's a lot of big changes going on uh, with all new, all different Marvel, and you've got a new Thor, a new Wolverine, a new Captain America, and all this. But why do you think it was important to keep Tony Stark as Iron Man despite all these other big changes? Um, I see. The thing is, it, it, there's there's changes and there's changes. Like he, Tony, is going to be going through a lot of changes. I mean, I, if you know, you just go down the list of things we've already talked about, and that you know. That's 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 um, the basis of a new status quo for the character, and and by that, 
that means he has to like you know react to the world differently than he has been. So, so the so the changes may not be as cosmetic as uh, that are in other books, but um, but believe me, Tony's going to be going through a lot that's different than he's used to. John, word balloon. You know, it always seems like uh, when there's a new Iron Man launch uh, coming out of one of the movies, there is a synchronicity to what we've just seen on the screen. And um, the a lot of people have been mocking the, you know, uh, shorthand that the Whedon Avengers movie has, that all of this is Tony's fault again. But I think it is a good recurring theme. Is that something that you have in mind with this relaunch, Brian, that... that um, that has to be part of the character. That is one of the deep Tony Stark flaws that as good as he is, he's usually his own worst enemy, not only on a personal level, but certainly in the big decisions that he makes that does affect the world and the Avengers and the people that he faces. Well, there, there's, there's um, for, first of all, what a loaded question, John, Jesus. But, uh, <laughs> um, but that, uh, that, it's interesting because I think there's, there's, there's a version of that in our Marvel Universe where there's a lot that Tony's done that's gone very well. So there's a lot of things that Tony is responsible for that, de- that deserves a big old Tony Stark, you're welcome. So there's that. But I think what Tony will always be faced with uh, and, and we talk about this a little bit, actually, in Ultimate End series that's coming out. It might be, even be out today. Is that you know a futurist who, who who's trying to examine what the world will? A futurist is someone who like looks at what the world they think what the world will need in ten years and invent it before they need it. You know, and um, but with that comes someone who can look to the future and see like a bunch of different ways this this could go, right? And, you know, Tony's basically got to pick the one that that he thinks will service the world the best. But that doesn't mean that, you know, other things might not be coming. So it's very frustrating to be such a such a futurist, but at the same time not in control of the destiny of, of the world. So, you know, it's it's a, it's a, not to make a, a armored King Arthur reference, but, you know, heavy lies the crown, you know, Having all this knowledge is is a is a gigantic burden, and and you know trying to do the right thing with what you have, knowing you don't have everything is is a is a I think a, a great noble but frustrating quest for the for the character. I think that, I think I answered half of that. I liked it. <laughs> Comics beat. If this is your Iron Man. For Brian, is it too much to hope for that you guys might be introducing the Marvel Comics version of Trevor Slattery? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dang it. Very succinct. Uh, Tony Comicvine. Uh, I was wondering where the idea came from to bring back Invincible into the title. Uh, that all time, and he was completely I right. Was, I think that was that was me. Uh, to me, and I'm you know I'm an old guy. I'm a '70s guy, and to me that was always the book. Uh, you know, all through that uh, that era, uh, you know, it was that uh, that one line, that technically two line, you know, with the invincible uh, logo. It's what I think of, you know, at my core. Uh, you know, is Iron Man in in the same sort of way? You know, it was one of the things that I that I asked for when we were designing the new suit. Uh, was that we go back and you know at least in its its core form that it'd be red and gold like we haven't had a red and gold Iron Man in a, a bunch of years now and it's the sort of thing where 
having been away from it for a while, all of a sudden it looks new and exciting again, and particularly the way uh, Justin Ponzer uh, colors it up and and it really gives it that 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 shine and that 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 kind of chromey feel. Um, so so to me, it's just you know it's it's as much a part of the book as you know amazing is to Spider Man or incredible is to Hulk. Um, so you know we're 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 going back to an invincible Iron Man. Yeah, I didn't I didn't tell Tom this, but I. Didn't. I didn't tell Tom this, but like you know, when I wrote the first issue, I just wrote Iron Man on the top of the script, you know, and then by the second issue, I knew it was Invincible Iron Man, and I changed it to Invincible Iron Man, and it did to look good. I was like, yeah, that does look better. Yeah, <laughs> it's cool. It just feels right. Yeah, it does. Uh, MTV. So after Secret Wars, uh, Marvel's relaunching all their titles with number one, which means it's a really good entry point for new readers. Um, what do you hope that new readers who don't know anything about Iron Man can get out of this comic, and what do you think they should try to bring to this? Like, what background reading would you ideally want them to do? Well, I and mean, the cool thing is, and this is, you know, kind of like the, um, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like, it, it, basically, a lot of people know Iron Man. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's, it's hard to find anybody who doesn't at any age, you know, because on top of the movies, there's the Disney XD cartoons and everything. I mean, Iron Man is out there, and it's, and it's been amazing to watch um, the, the reaction to the character from Marvel first announcing the first movie and people going, really, Iron Man? To Iron Man being like this, you know, the golden jewel of the D- Disney Marvel Empire, uh, and and now when people refer to it, they never even reference the fact that what a what a what a daring chance it was to make Iron Man the first Marvel movie. Um, but so it's basically me dealing with what people think about him already and then adding to it. So it's not like well, if people who don't know anything about Iron Man, you know. A lot of people know Iron Man, so it's it's taking what they know and then giving them some new stuff and some stuff that they're that they, they you know taking stuff that they like and then adding new stuff that I think they'll like to it. And for people who you know just want more or just love and they, this you know it was interesting announcing this at a convention because the people ran right up to me afterwards and were like, I love Tony Stark so much. You know, they really love the character and they just want more. So it's it's you you feel emboldened to do it and uh, and that's what we're going to try. Yeah, I mean it's really uh, it's really not a stretch to say, and it's kind of a remarkable thing that's happened over the last ten years. Um, you know that that Iron Man is kind of particularly in a global sense. Uh, you know when you go outside of the states, um, Iron Man is is really the character that is most associated with the Marvel of today. Um, you know, he's, he is to Marvel today what Spider-Man was to Marvel in the 60s or 70s. Uh, nothing against Spider-Man. But, uh, you know, and then that's, that's really kind of, uh, you, know, uh, you know, opened our eyes and, uh, you know, has, has uh, led us to uh, make a concerted effort to put Iron Man, you know, front and center, right at the forefront and right at the core of the all-new, all-different Marvel Universe. He's, yeah, I mean, we're, we're all... We're... Oh, go ahead, Tom. I'm sorry. He's like he's the he's the most recognizable and the most embraced character, you know, all around the world, um, you know, in in every other medium. And you know, we're going to do the same thing for him, uh, you know, in the in the, the the core comics publishing medium. 
it's a, it's a very unique thing that happens to all of us in comics. And uh, um, but you're walking around town and you you see people of different you know walks of life wearing their Marvel shirts. Um, you know, with with great pride. You know, they're not just some shirt they put on. When you see like a little kid, you know, completely dolled up in some Iron Man outfit, you know, that they they put together. It's it, and then you know it happens on with Spider Man. It happens, but you do you you, you kind of have a little smirk. You look at you see some little kid or an adult or something, and you smile. You go, I write that book. You don't say anything. You don't walk up to them and go, Hey, I write that book. You know, you sound like a crazy person. But it's um, it, it, it's cool when I'm at the park and I see some little boy running around in an Avengers T-shirt, literally with artwork from our book, like on a shirt. It's 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 such an honor, and then you realize. You know the responsibility you really have to, like you know, shepherd these characters forward and how much they mean to everybody. I think that that is. I don't think we're going to get better than that one. So I think that's probably the best place <laughs> to, to, to wrap it up. But before we do, I actually have one question for Brian and David. Um, now that the Ultimate Universe is is no more or will be no more, are there any chance that we're going to see the police detectives that look suspiciously like Brian Michael Bendis and David Marquez <laughs> in Invisible Iron Man? Well, we made a huge Secret Wars, but. We made we made a huge. Honestly, we thought it was cute. We made a huge mistake. We found out that Disney now owns us, lock, stock, and barrel. (laughs) So, well, Detectives Marquez and uh, Bendis will be showing up in episodes of Jesse and um, you know (laughs) Phineas and Ferb. It's it's you know, yeah. Love it, love it. Um, and in Star Wars, I found out we're we're in episode uh, eight of Star Wars. So that's exciting. So, uh, with that said, I, I think uh, I would like to thank Axel, Tom, David, and Brian for chatting with us for uh, for the better part of an hour. Um, Invincible Iron Man will be on sale in October of this year, but as I had mentioned before, there's still a whole lot of Secret Wars to get through. Um, but we are looking very, very forward to reading that first issue from you guys. Um, and as I said, it will be on sale in October. So, thank you guys for taking the time to chat with us today. And, and, you know, since we announced at, at last um, at the convention this week, and a lot of people have a lot of guessing about who Tony's, who, who's Tony's um, biological parents are, and um, the, I'm very interested in all of them. It's very exciting. As I said at the convention, um, it, is, it is Thomas and Martha Wayne. Um, <laughs> don't let the fact that I'm spoiling it here, you know, take away from any enjoyment you have of the book. But I, I am enjoying people trying to guess who um, their parents are. Well, we we look forward to finding out as well. Yeah, I should I should figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can call Tom's office after the call. We we, we got yeah. time. We're that, <laughs> honestly, the, 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 to everyone you know reading these and watching and whoever everyone at the show this weekend, thank you so much for embracing us and our journey of of doing taking this character that we love so much into a new chapter. So thank you very much for the very warm reception we received. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> All right, guys. So uh, Invisible Iron Man, number one, on sale in October. Look for it in the October issue of Marvel Previews. Um, and we'll have some, some more goodies coming out uh, probably later this month or as we roll into San Diego Comic-Con. So Brian, David, Axel, Tom, thank you guys very much for taking the time to chat with us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Bye, guys. 
there you go. Uh, the entire uh, team talking about uh, the new direction for Iron Man coming in the fall. Uh, you can guarantee that we'll be talking to uh, Brian and Dave Marquez in the future on uh, new Word Balloon episodes in the months ahead leading up to uh, the big debut. Very happy to uh, hear that these guys are excited about the new project, and it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. Hope you enjoyed today's Word Balloon, brought to you by InStock Trades at InStockTrades.com. Uh, quick reminder of uh, some of the great deals happening at InStock Trades. You can get uh, all your favorite books uh, at great reduced prices, uh, some great trade paperbacks and hardcovers, absolute editions, omnibus editions, and essentials. Uh, things like uh, Batgirl, the Batgirl of Burnside, uh, the new direction that uh, Cameron Stewart and company have started. 50% off, it's just $12.89. From our pals Matt Fraction and Christian Ward, you can get Odyssey. Uh, the first collection is available and uh, very cheap, uh, 50% off, just $4.99. You can get East-West Trade Paperback Volume 4, Nick Dragata, John Hickman. Uh, that is uh, 42% off, just $8.69 for Volume 4, Who Wants War? Uh, Bendis, Marquez and Company wrapping up uh, Miles Morales, Ultimate Spider-Man Trade Paperback Volume 2, Revelations, is 42% off, just $11.59. And there's a lot more savings waiting for you at InStockTrades.com. John Stutcher saying thanks again for listening to Word Balloon. Uh, boy, if everything works out, uh, June is going to be a very exciting month. New voices, people coming back. Uh, people haven't been on for a while. And it's uh, wonderful to welcome them back. But uh, working hard to uh, bring that for you this month, leading into uh, the 4th of July weekend, and then, of course, San Diego Comic-Con right after that. Uh, very exciting times on the way in the weeks ahead on Word Balloon uh, for the summer and beyond. And we'll give you more details as we get closer to those events. Until next time, thanks for listening. Word Balloon is a copyright feature of Shaky Productions. Copyright 2015. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.